Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey everybody, welcome to The Edge podcast by MGR. Your host, David Gill here. How is everybody doing? I'm having a great week. I hope you are too. We've been putting out lots of content on MGREdge.com, so be sure to stay up to date on that for everything The Edge. But anyways, I wanted to talk today about the biggest technology that marketers, business people, entrepreneurs, pretty much everyone in the business world are completely sleeping on, and it, it blows me away. It's a huge opportunity. Not, I mean, I've seen some people talk about it, but really no very few people are acting on it let's put it that way and i just think it's a huge opportunity so let's get into it you ain't got no money i ain't got no time all these faces looking funny when i'm driving by. so that technology the technology i'm talking about is voice apps it is astounding to me how overlooked voice apps are right now i mean it's astonishing really at the time of me recording this, voice apps, for those of you who don't know, voice apps are on your Alexa or your Google Home or, you know, voice assistant, the the apps that basically people upload to them, just like the App Store, for example. Uh, if you're on an iPhone, you have the App Store, well, voice apps. So at the time of me recording this, there are only, only 40,000 Alexa skills that have been made. That's it. Let me put that into perspective for all of you. The Apple App Store has 2 million apps on it. The Google Play Store, because it's open source and it's easier to get approved, has 3.8 million apps. But there are only 40,000 voice apps that have been made so far. That's nothing. This is the App Store in 2009. Okay, that's when the App Store had 40,000 apps on it, 2009. In 2009, Instagram, Uber, Airbnb, Pinterest, Snapchat, none of those existed yet in 2009 when there were only 40,000 apps on the App Store. And what I'm saying is the Uber and the Instagram of voice apps don't exist yet either, but they will. You know, I went on the Alexa store yesterday, in fact, and I instantly got like five ideas for voice apps that I thought would exist, but don't even exist yet. You know, this is a major opportunity for everyone in the business world. Obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, this is a no-brainer, right? If you're looking for the next big thing, your chance is right here, right in front of you. Turn off this podcast right now and start building voice apps. But for those of you who already have a company, whether you're the owner or you're the CMO, marketing director, whatever, some the CTO, whatever, if you're some type of higher up in a company or the owner itself, this is a massive opportunity for you too. And I say this because right now there's gaping holes in the voice app market, if you could call it that, that could be fulfilled by your company. That if you were to create an app that solved a problem or brought value to customers in your industry, whatever industry that may be, could bring hundreds of thousands or even millions of users. You know, people want to talk about lead gen. How's having a million app downloads for lead gen? How's having a million people interacting with your brand on a weekly or even daily basis through the, through your app for building brand awareness and brand equity that we talk about so much? 
That's what's at stake here. And no one's looking. And listen, I, or I should say we at MGR, believe in this so much that we're actively pushing our clients to create these apps. In fact, we've sat down with them and looked and created a strategy and said, what is a gap in the voice app market that pertains to your audience, customer base, whatever. And now we're developing apps. Basically, we're developing apps based on those holes that we identified for our clients. And listen, we're getting resist. We we get resistance because it's not the typical thing you hear from a marketing agency, right? Our clients are used to hearing, you know, let's spend X dollars on this. Let's put ten thousand over here for Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's how these things work. And I'm not even doing this as a sales pitch for MGR. I'm just I'm saying this for two reasons. Because one. I want to be able to point back to this audio clip in two or three years when everyone is freaking out because they're missing out on the voice app wave, just like what happened when the app store exploded, what, seven, eight years ago, right? There's like a joke saying that's, oh, like anything that you need done, it was, oh, there's an app for that. Well, right now on voice apps, there's not an app for that for almost anything that you want. That's the opportunity here. But the main reason I'm talking about this is because my number one goal at this podcast is always to bring you, the listener, value because, you know, you're being generous, giving you your time. And I just want to really express and hope, try to make everyone listening understand what an opportunity this is. It's a life changing in the business sense, I should say, uh, business, business changing opportunity. I would love to give some examples of things that we're doing, but I can't yet, not right now, because we have obviously confidentiality with our clients. So we're still, a lot of these apps are still in development. So I can't give those away. But this this is my recommendation. This is what I recommend all of you do, because this is what I did. And this is really how I kind of came upon this opportunity. First, if you haven't already, go out and buy either an Alexa or a Google Home, you know, whichever you prefer. Uh, they're both, buy both if you want. They're both pretty uh, big players in the market. By 2020, by the way, 75%, it's estimated, obviously you don't know for sure, but 75% of Americans will have one in their home if you're wondering the potential scale of voice apps, okay? Alexas and Google Homes and other voice assistants will be as ubiquitous as smartphones in the future. That's the market. It's, uh, you know, you have a smartphone, you also have a voice assistant. So once you have one, just go to the Alexa skill store or the Google action store. That's what they call them. The, you know, they like to be fancy. They like to have their own names, but I call them voice apps, voice apps. And Alexa skill is a voice app. A Google action is a voice app. Just think of them as apps. They're, they're fancy anyways. Uh, so go to the store and browse by category. This is exactly what I did. And whichever, you know, category applies to your business, obviously, and see what's out there. You're going to experience two things. This is exactly what I experienced. One, there's a lot of good ideas on there with crappy execution because the people who made the voice apps don't really know what they're doing. I see a lot of good ideas for apps based on the description, but then I see and they have like one or two stars because clearly the people don't know what they're doing and people, you know, the customers, the users respond saying, hey, this is a good idea, but it's kind of crappy. So execution is important and um, execution is more important than ideas as always. And so you can go on there and see, okay, what are some great ideas that people have had, but they just don't know what they're doing. And I can go out there and execute 10 times better than they are. And then two, 
The other thing is you're going to be amazed, just like I was, that no one's made an app that can do X yet in your category. For example, I was just browsing through all the categories. I was browsing through the health. Uh, there's a health and lifestyle category, I believe. I think it's health and lifestyle, something like that. Uh, and I was amazed that no one's made a like one-stop health app where you can ask for, say, healthy recipes for meals or juices or smoothies or something. Or you could ask it like different workout routines or yoga poses, right? That app doesn't exist yet. It amazed me. You know, how great would it be if you could just say, hey, Alexa, what's a good fruit smoothie recipe? Or like, you know, give me a recipe for oranges and bananas, you know, whatever. Or how do I do the downward dog yoga pose, right? That doesn't exist yet. As simple as those might sound, that doesn't exist yet. There's your idea, by the way. Someone go make that. And if you execute it correctly, you will literally have hundreds of thousands of people using it because that app does not exist yet. But the market for that app would be hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And like that, there are endless apps, voice apps that have not been made yet that will be soon. Like I said, there's only 40,000 right now. This is the app store in 2009. In a few years, there will be a million voice apps and it will probably be too late for you. But right now, it's not. Right now, this is a huge opportunity. I'm telling you guys, this is not something you want to miss out on. I would say at the very least, give it a look, do some research, and hopefully realize like we have that there are literally billion dollar companies that will be built on the back of voice apps just like uber and instagram and snapchat are literally hundred billion dollar companies built on the back of the app store that will happen in voice apps one of those apps could be you and i'm not even saying you should go out there and try to build the next instagram for voice what i'm saying is for if you're an entrepreneur or startup whatever go for it but if you're an already existing business, you could bring in millions of customers if you're able to bring, create an app for whatever industry, whatever category you're in, if it really brings value. And trust me, there's tons of value that is left on the table right now in the voice app world that is not being taken advantage of. And I just think this is a major opportunity. I wanted to get this out there. This is my... Uh, you know, today is July 24th, 2018. I wanted to get my opinion on this stated so that in a few years from now, I can look back and point back and say, I told you guys so. You should have listened. But anyways, I will be correct. I know I will. But anyways, that's it for that. That's really all I have to say. There's not much more to say. Now, I will plug us, actually. You know what? You can just email me personally, david at mgragency.com if you want us to build it for you. Anyways, like I said, this isn't a sales pitch. We build them, but do it yourself. If you're an entrepreneur or a startup, I'm telling you, this is a huge opportunity. Anyways, let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right, so on last week's episode, I talked about a little bit about the media wars that were going on and how Verizon kind of fell out. They canceled their Go90 app, which was their Netflix competitor. And now news is coming out that they're taking a different approach to the media space. They're looking to partner with either Google or Apple or both to bring basically Apple TV, not the hardware, but um, their new billion dollar investment apple announced that they're investing a billion dollars in apple tv the content platform 
or YouTube TV from Google as a ploy to draw in new customers to their 5G network. So they've been developing the 5G network in Sacramento and in Los Angeles, and they also it leaked that the next city will be Houston. So those are the first three cities that will get it. And so they're trying to partner with either Apple or Google or maybe both to say, hey, get 5G and you also get Apple TV or YouTube TV and We'll see if this works. I think it probably will, especially YouTube TV. I'm not sure how good Apple TV will be. Um, there's not too much that has come out about that. I know they're investing a billion dollars, but you know these days everyone's investing billions. Netflix is investing $12 billion in content, so really that makes $1 billion look like nothing. But YouTube TV is already a very well-established cable replacement platform, and I think that could certainly work to bring in customers to the 5G network, especially the type of person who would be willing, the, the, the early adopters for 5G who are going to be willing to spend extra are also very likely cord cutters and people who don't currently have cable. So by partnering with YouTube TV, I could certainly see that being a very solid strategy for them. So Verizon is not out of the game yet. They're investing a lot in infrastructure. And listen, infrastructure is boring, but often brings riches. And the only other major story I wanted to talk about is that Chinese citizens are using Ethereum, the Ethereum network, to get past government censorship. So earlier, about a few weeks ago, there was an article that went live on a Chinese activist blog stating that one of the largest vaccine makers in China was knowingly selling um, faulty vaccines. Basically, they should have recalled them because they were not effective. But they didn't because they didn't want to lose money. They wanted to keep their profits. And the article discussing that was taken down by the Chinese government. The article was reposted a bunch of times on different sites after it got taken down. But then within minutes of them getting posted on any social media or any blog, it was just taken down immediately by the Chinese government. So then one smart activist decided, let me go ahead and upload this to the Ethereum network instead. And now that article has been sent around to hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people, it's hard to tell, uh, in China. And the Chinese government has no hope of stopping it. They have not been able to take it down. They haven't been able to do anything because it's now on a blockchain distributed throughout the world, not just on one server in one place. So there's no way for the Chinese government to take it down. This is exactly what I mean when I talk about the power of blockchain and distributed network technologies and protocols like Ethereum. I've talked about this a lot. The utility, not just in the cryptocurrency uh, sense of, oh, it could be the next currency. I actually think that currencies aren't even the biggest use of these technologies. I think it's cases exactly like this, where even the most powerful censoring government, that is China, cannot take down this article that is very important. I mean, they're calling out a major company for saying, hey, you knowingly sold faulty vaccines and you need to be held accountable for this. That's the power of the technology. And hopefully that uh, just gives you guys another example of the potential use. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, please share it with one person that you think might like it. Goodbye. <laughs>